Pastor Reggie. Good morning. Okay, let me start with, uh, what's this? Thermos. Uh, actually, on our way to church, I was thinking of some jokes to share with you this morning. And when I got in, I saw this thermos. That's why. You know, I have an office mate. Uh, she went to Walmart. You know what Walmart is? She saw this in Walmart. She's actually blonde. And then she asked, what's that? And you know, this Filipino sales lady said, oh, that's a thermos. You don't have that in the United States? Of course we do, but I don't know what that is. What's that for? Well, the sales lady said, you put hot water or hot coffee or hot chocolate or whatever, it stays hot. And then you put ice cream, something cold, it stays cold. So she was so excited, so she grabbed one and then, you know, brought it home. So the following day, she went, to our office, and I saw her bringing a thermos that was unusual for her. So I asked her, what's that? He said, oh, you don't have this in the Philippines? This is a thermos. Oh, I see. So what's inside? Oh, there's coffee and ice cream inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More, sige, mamaya. Actually, another one. <laughs> no, this one is uh, real-life experience. This morning, I was rushing everybody in my family. Let's leave the house at 8.30 at most. I was rushing because I was thinking that service starts at 9.30. So when I got here, I saw that there were only about two, three cars. So I said, what happened? Was there a rapture? Okay. I'm glad rapture is not, uh, has not happened yet because I will be joining the rapture. Amen? Amen. Okay, you know what? Uh, early this year, I remember I, I preached the first Sunday of January. And I shared with you what the Lord has impressed upon my heart, what to study for the year 2013. And the Lord impressed upon my heart to study knowing God. How can you love God if you don't know Him? And I wanted to love God more and more and more and more. So, part of my study is about the tabernacle, the art of the covenant, and the attributes of God. And that's what I'm going to share with you this morning. I have entitled my message, Experiencing the Holy Spirit. I want all of us to stand so to read our text for this morning. We have two texts. The first one is found in Daniel chapter 11, verses, verses, verse 32. Let's read it all together. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And also in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 26 to 27, this is a prophetic message, I believe, for all of us. Okay, let's go. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you.
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm reading a different version. And okay. Sa Tagalog. Okay, tingnan natin. Kayong mga Americanized. Okay, at the count of three. One, two, three. Bibigyan ko rin naman kayo ng bagong puso at lalagyan ko ang loob ninyo ng bagong diwa at aking aalisin ang batong puso sa iyong katawan at aking bibigyan kayo ng pusong laman at aking ilalagay ang aking espiritu sa loob ninyo at at inyong ingatan ang aking Ang sarap pakinggan ng Tagalog. Unfortunately, I don't have the Chinese version, so probably next time we'll have that. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this wonderful day that you have given us. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you move in our midst. Move from the back to the front, to the left, to the right. Move all over this place. And we ask, dear Father, that you will touch our hearts. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that whatever I share this morning, it will not be my words, but pure words coming from the throne room of the Father. Holy Spirit, as I introduce you to all of us, Holy Spirit, please put your words in my mouth. Not me, but your name will be glorified. And Father, this morning we ask, we pray for those who are not here for whatever reasons. Even those that are here that are sick in their bodies. Holy Spirit, I pray that you touch each and every one of us. For those who have problems, you are the only answer and solution to all our needs. And Father, we also pray for the birthday celebrants. Thank you, Lord God, for the additional year that you have given them. And I ask, dear God, that you will bless them and that they will always walk in your precepts this year. Father, I pray for this country. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will move mightily, Lord. We ask, Lord God, that you will lead our president. President Barack Obama. Lord, that he will lead this country in the right direction. There's so many things that's going on in this country. There's violence. There's crime all over the place. But Father, we declare that Jesus is Lord over America. And since you are the Lord over this place, Lord God, there's going to be peace. And your word, Lord God, is going to spread and reach out to more people. Lord, we also pray we remember our country, the Philippines. Father, we ask that you will bless our nation. Lord God, there's too much going on in our countries. But Lord God, we also declare that Jesus is Lord over the Philippines. Father, move in, our, in the lives of our government officials. I pray, dear God, that righteousness will prevail. And Lord God, we even lift up to you the different churches of CCF all over the world. I ask, dear Father, that you will anoint each and every leaders that are teaching the Word of God as we speak, Lord God. 
And I pray, Lord God, that you will move in a very special way so that all of us will experience your glory in 2013. We thank you, dear Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, we can all sit down. One of the things that I learned, I mentioned earlier, is about the tabernacle or the Ark of the Covenant. The tabernacle or the Ark of the Covenant is a temporary shelter or it is a temporary place wherein the presence of God or the Shekinah glory comes down in the midst of the Israelites. It is, it is situated at the center where, where the children of Israel are camped around it. One of the revelations that I got from, from that study is that the very reason why there's that, that tabernacle, it's because God wanted to live with his people. Even from time immemorial, when God was walking in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, he wanted to have fellowship with you and me. But because of sin, that sin separated us from the glory of God. So when God had that covenant, the Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant, God instructed Moses to build that tabernacle. Why? Because he loves you and me and he wanted to live among his people. Unfortunately, you know, whatever God declared, it is what it is. Nobody can change it. Even he, he will not change what he has said. For the Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the words of God will not return to him void. But because God loves you and me so much, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you and for me. And when Jesus ascended back into heaven, the Bible says that he sent the Holy Spirit. I've been asking, why does Jesus have to ascend back to heaven? Why can't he just stay, perform miracles, and have a big church? Why does he have to send the Holy Spirit? Why? Because as I mentioned earlier, God wanted to live with you. In the old covenant, God lived in that tabernacle. And the Shekinah glory is always represented by the fire by night and the clouds by, by day. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, in our new age, God, the Holy Spirit, lives in our hearts. He doesn't need a tabernacle anymore. We don't have to wait for the fire. We don't have to wait for the clouds. Because the moment we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit started or resides in our hearts. Amen? Now, many Christians... Many Christians are having difficulty in their Christian walk. We've been talking about the reason why we wanted to have the presence of God. Why? Because so that we can become like Christ. So that we can be like Jesus. 
But unfortunately, a lot of Christians are living a defeated life. Hello? Parang nagulat ata kayo. O ako lang yun. People are living a defeated life. Why? Because like, like, like what Pastor Peter said in one of his sermons, he said, Christian life is not an easy walk. It is not difficult. But living a Christian life is impossible. That is why we need supernatural means to live a Christian life. And what is that supernatural means? Supernatural means is allowing the Holy Spirit to direct our lives. Allowing the Holy Spirit to control us. That is supernatural. When you read the Bible, you see that a lot of great men and women in the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, they have performed a lot of miracles. They live a victorious life. Even the earliest churches in the 1900s, like Smith, Wigelson, Catherine Kuhlman, these people lived a supernatural life. And why is it that in our days, we seem not to see the miracles that these people have encountered or experienced? Why? There's a big difference. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. A lot of churches have not talked about the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of us think that the Holy Spirit is an it. We forgot or we never realized that the Holy Spirit is a person. And the Holy Spirit is God. I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. It's in the screen. It says, But you shall receive power. In Greek, that power is called the dunamis power. That's where the word, that's what Pastor Insong said, the word dynamite came. It's a dunamis power. It's an inherent power. It's a blasting power. It's a power from within. And it shall come to pass, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, why do we need power? Is it for us to show that we are powerful? Is it for us to tell everybody that I'm a godly person? Is it for us to tell everybody that I am full of the Holy Spirit and I can raise the dead? No. There are two reasons. It says there, so that you can be what? Witnesses. Witnesses where? To me in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
As what the person who testified earlier, he said, the Word of God started with just 12 disciples. And in that, on the day of Pentecost, what happened? They were, all, they were all in the upper room and they received that power. And you shall receive power. What is that power? Power so that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Power so that when you share the word of God, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be anointed. Power so that you can overcome sin. You know, I realize that the most difficult problem to overcome is ourselves. Or am I just talking to myself? That's very difficult, right? And, we, and if we don't have that power, it's going to be very difficult for us to overcome that sin or that lingering vices in our lives. That is why we need that power. Why do we need to live a, a holy life? Why do we need to live a righteous life? How can you become a witness of Christ and share the gospel if you yourself is into sin? How can you share or how can you talk about grace if you yourself are not graceful with other people? How can you share love if you yourself does not love other people? How can you do that? We need that power. Otherwise, it's difficult to love your enemies. Sometimes it's difficult to love your family members. Oh, when we are in church, it's easy to say, I love you, brother, I love you, sister, with the love of the Lord. But when we are at home, we don't even love our spouses. Oh, children, sometimes you don't even love our parents. Sometimes it's easy to say, I love you, you're my friend. Hello? Tahimik ata ang bayan. Mukhang kailangan ng power to resurrect everybody. Amen? Okay, so in Acts 1.8 it says, But you shall receive power. And what is that power? That power is the dunamis power. Now let's look at Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Now, you know, the author of the book of Acts is also the author of Luke. And he's a doctor. Doctor Luke. It says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is a little segue. When I was reading this, I asked myself, why did Jesus send the power or send the Holy Spirit the moment he ascended into heaven? Why does he have to tell everybody to go to the upper room, to go to Jerusalem, and wait? You know what? If you look at the Bible, there is no lone ranger Christian. The power 
the anointing comes when people like you and me are in unity. That is why we need a small group. You need to gain power? Join a small group. There is accountability in small group. It enhances the power that the Holy Spirit has given us. If you're by yourself, you will never grow. You will have, you won't have that power. Okay, so balik tayo. So behold, I send the promise. It has been promised. Why? Because God Himself wanted to live among His people. Now in John chapter 14, starting from verse 15 to 18, it says here, If you love me, keep my commandments. How many of you love the Lord? Then keep His commandments. How many of you are keeping the commandments of God? 100%. Again, how many of you love the Lord? Lord, pakikunan mo nga ng picture. Okay? How many of you are keeping the commandments of the Lord? Biglang nawala. Okay. And Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. In some translations, it says comforter. In some translations, it says advocate. That He may abide with you forever. And that is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you, you know Him, for He dwells where? In your heart. He dwells with you. I will not leave you as orphans. And very clearly it says, I, who is that I? Jesus. I will come to you. God said, I will live with you. Okay. Let's look at another verse. We read it earlier in the book of Ezekiel. And I will give you a new heart. You know, if your heart is not renewed, if your heart is not transformed, kahit sabihin ng gusto mo that I love God, it's nonsense. But God said, I will give you a new heart. And I pray to God that God will continue to give me a new heart. And it is my prayer and my desire that God will continue to give you a new heart. And it says here that I will put a new spirit within you. Our spirit in itself are, is corrupt. Our spirit in itself, because we were separated from God, we don't want anything that has something to do with God. But God is promising that He's going to give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I will take heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh or a new one. I will put my spirit within you and cause you 
This is wonderful. When you have a new heart, and you say that you love God and you wanted to follow Him, you cannot do it on your own. It is the new spirit within you that will cause you to walk in His statutes and keep my judgments and do them. It is the Holy Spirit that is within us that will cause us to do the things of the Lord. Now, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. But who is the Holy Spirit? How many of you have watched the movie Ghost? Not the Korean version. Demi more. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is it like that ghost in, the, in, in that movie? Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Sino nga ba siya? Okay? You know, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the triune God. In, in theology, they call it Trinity. The word Trinity is not in the Bible itself. But the principle of Trinity is in the Bible. That's why we opt to use the word triune God. What is a triune God? God has no beginning. The Holy Spirit has no beginning. And the Holy Spirit coexisted with God from the very beginning. He is present. Let me prove it to you. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, what? The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So the Holy Spirit was present from time immemorial. Hindi lang siya lumabas when Jesus ascended back into heaven. He was present during creation. In fact, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says here, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. Meaning, when God was saying that, He's not by himself. He's not by himself. Let us. Tingnan nyo sa Bible nyo, baka mali ang pagkalagay ko rito. Genesis 1.26 And God said, Let us make man in our image. Now, let me explain in detail. Ibig mo sabihin, Brother Reg, tatlo ang Diyos? Does it mean that you have the Father, tatlo sila, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Parang sa CCF. Pastor Danny. Okay? Pastor Insong. Tsaka, Brother Reggie, tatlo. So, ganun ba ang triune God? Okay. Let me prove it to you. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy, 
chapter 6, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. And I want you to compare what we have on the screen and what you have in your Bibles. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Does that make sense? You know, this verse is being, I, I read it yesterday. The Jewish congregation recites this every service. Without any failure. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord, if you open to the original translation or to the Hebrew Bible, it is described or defined as Yahweh. There is only one Yahweh. There is only one Jehovah. I isalang. There is only one Yahweh. There is only one Jehovah. The Lord our God. And God is spelled out or defined as Elohim. What is Elohim? It's in plural, gods. Okay, and another one. The Lord is one. In Hebrew, it is said or spelled out as Ehad. What does Ehad mean? Okay, let me share with you another verse for us to understand what Ehad is. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. How many people are involved in a husband and wife relationship? God the Father depends now. So how many? There are two people. But the Bible says, okay, the same word that is used by one as Ehad, the two shall become one flesh. I don't know kung totoo ito, Pastor Danis. In golf, they're saying that the club and the arm works as one. But there are two entities, the arm and the club. They are one. So there are three persons. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Parang ang hirap unawain, ano? You know, sometimes we just have to accept it as it is. Because if we will try to put logic into what it says here, kumbaga mabubuang ka. That is why God is powerful. Because if this can be explained, then God is no longer powerful. God becomes logical. 
And I have an answer for you. Open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 29. You want to understand how the triune God or the Trinity works? The secret things belong to God. Okay? Kaya nga, our faith, faith, these are the things that we don't see. But it's working. Now, I'd like to, yung iba nakakunot ang noo eh. Okay? Let me give you an illustration. How many of you have seen the sun? Araw. Kung hindi nyo pa nakikita, labas tayo, tingnan nyo yung araw. Okay? God the Father is the sun. S-U-N, not S-O-N. God the Father is the sun. And when you look at the sun, what do you see? The light. And Jesus Christ is the light. Because it says in in John chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. So when you look at the sun, you see the light. So you have seen the Father. And when you look at the sun, what do you feel? You feel the heat. And that is the Holy Spirit. But actually, that explanation is not really a thorough explanation of the triune God. Because God works in mysterious ways. We just cannot explain it, but it exists. That's why it's called, it's called the powerful God. Aren't you excited because you are serving a powerful God? A God who cannot be explained by simple logic? Amen? Okay, so let's move on. So, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a personality. Or before we go to that, the word, the word Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, are being used interchangeably in the Bible. So if you look at Romans chapter 8, verses 9 to 11, it says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have, does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give your life mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So the Bible interchangeably uses the word the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Him, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Christ, and they, are, they all mean the same. Clear? Okay, let's move on. The Holy Spirit is a personality. You know, one of the things that I had difficulty reconciling is, how can I believe in something that I don't see? When I was a kid, I saw in these Pentecostal churches, mga taong nangingisay. Oh, may Holy Spirit. 
That is not the Holy Spirit. Probably that's how they express the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the reason why we cannot believe the Holy Spirit is because we think that the Holy Spirit is an it. And sometimes we think the Holy Spirit as a servant. Akala natin ang Holy Spirit utusan. Holy Spirit, pengingan tubig. No. And most of the time we think as the Holy Spirit as, you know, third class. Because you have the Father. The Son. Tapos sinabi sa John, and I will send you a helper. Okay, tamo, Brother Reg. Helper? What is a helper? Utusan. O ba? Kaya, you know, that's why we look at the Holy Spirit as a third class citizen of the Godhead. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is co-equal with God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is Jehovah. The Holy Spirit is Yahweh. He's the God. He was present during the creation. He was present when you and I were created. The Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, let me prove it to you. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 27. We can see here that the Holy Spirit has a mind of its own. Meron siyang sariling pag-iisip. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has a mind. And the mind of the Spirit is distinct from that of the Father and of the Son. Now, the Holy Spirit has emotions. Meron siyang pakiramdam. Yung iba sa atin wala nang pakiramdam. But the Holy Spirit, meron siyang pakiramdam. He's got emotions. Ephesians 4.3 And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Huwag mong saktan ang banal na Espiritu in Tagalog. Most Christians grieve the Holy Spirit. Huwag natin saktan ang Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has emotions to love. In Romans 15.30, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit loves. He has emotions. And the Holy Spirit has will. Meron siyang sariling Disposition. May sarili siyang decision. But the decision of the Holy Spirit is always in line with the decision of God the Father and God the Son. It works as one. Just like the illustration I gave you earlier about the Son. You know, sometimes we think of the Holy Spirit as a breeze. Sometimes we think that kapag tumatayo yung mga balahibo natin, andyan ang Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit is more than that. Because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, resides in us. Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. 
For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Your bodies. Yung katawan natin. These are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is why if we abuse our body, that is why if we commit adultery, that is why if we commit fornication, we offered our bodies, we offered the temple of God to the devil. Kaya pakaingatan natin yung ating katawan because our bodies, say that to your neighbor, our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, one, one of the things that I notice in the Bible is that the Holy Spirit is not a fighter. Pag itinaboy mo ang Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will just live in your presence with a grieved and a heavy heart. He is not like Satan. The Bible says, resist the devil and the devil will flee. The devil is afraid. But the Holy Spirit is different. If you resist the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will gently live with a heavy heart. Because in Revelations it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The Holy Spirit is very gentle. Hindi niya pagpipilitan ng kanyang sarili kung ayaw mo. But if you invite the Holy Spirit, if you open the door, He will come in and have fellowship with you. The Holy Spirit wants to speak. He wants to communicate with you. When was the last time we communicated or we talked to the Holy Spirit? Probably none. To be honest, personally, ako, madalas, nandiyanigle ko ang Holy Spirit. And when I was preparing this, I just said, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit. This is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit speaks and He wants to communicate with you just like in the book of Acts. Then the Spirit said to Philip, while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit is normally that, that still small voice that talks to us when we have our quiet time. The Holy Spirit is the one most of the time, that talks to us when we are into fasting and praying or in prayer. It is that Holy Spirit that stops us because the Holy Spirit knows that there's going to be a danger ahead of us. It is normally that still, small voice. And most of the time, because our environment is noisy, we just can't hear the Holy Spirit. And most of the time, because our minds are so filled up with a lot of theology, with a lot of, of issues in life, with a lot of mindsets, we cannot hear the Holy Spirit. And now you may ask, Brother Reg, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Pastor Danny shared with us this last Sunday, on Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. There are two revelations that I'd like to share with you today. 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord. Now we know on the day of Pentecost, there were 120. And there's no way that 120 people can fit into a Honda Accord, right? Okay, that was a joke. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place. Pastor Danny, ngayon lang tumawa. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongue as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them. The utterance. There are two things that I've encircled here. Mighty wind and fire. We know that fire and wind in combination is not good in California. Right? But you know, mighty wind is described in the book of Ezekiel. When God led Ezekiel into the valley of dry bones, and God, Ezekiel, what do you see? Ezekiel said, I see dry bones. And suddenly, there was a wind. You cannot contain wind. Wind is very powerful. But Ezekiel saw that rushing mighty wind. And, then when, and when that wind blew over that dry bones, what happened? Sinews come, bones came, each to each other. Sinews was formed, flesh was formed, and they became a mighty army. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, anything that is dead in your life will come alive. Are you desperate? Are you hopeless? Do you think, do you feel that it's the end of the world? Ask the Holy Spirit to come and He will give life to those dead things in your lives. I don't care whether you are a housewife, a student, or whatever. The Holy Spirit can move in your life. Look at ourselves. There are dead things in my life. And when the Holy Spirit came, hope became alive. The second, fire. What is fire? Fire is what? Apoy. Have you seen a fire? Fire burns. Luke eleven sixteen. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn and the shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. Once the Holy Spirit comes to you, the shaft in your lives will be burned. The Holy Spirit will do that not to punish you, but the Holy Spirit will do that 
so that you can make room for the Holy Spirit. It is not more of the Holy Spirit because you cannot chop-chop the Holy Spirit. Pwede ba, Holy Spirit, bigyan mo muna sa akin ang puso mo? And then the following day, Holy Spirit, pwede ba susunod, bigyan mo yung paa mo? No, that is unscriptural. In fact, there's an old song or saying, Holy Spirit, I need more of you. No, we don't need more of the Holy Spirit. We need to empty ourselves so that the Holy Spirit can occupy us. If you recall, Pastor Danny had a message two or three Sundays ago. He spoke about that Shunammite woman. What did the prophet say? Gather as many jars as you can. You know, God's blessings, God's anointing, the Holy Spirit is in proportion to how much room we can give to God. If you give a third of your life to God, it only will be filled with a third of it. But if you give your whole being to God, God is going to fill that up. Amen? God is going to fill that up. And you know, in Acts chapter 2, verse 14 to 18, when this happened, people are saying, these people are drunk. But Peter stood up. He was the one who denied Jesus, right? Si Pedro, mahiyain. But in the middle of the crowd, Peter, being full of the Holy Spirit, stood up and explained what happened. When you are full of the Holy Spirit, you cannot contain it, but speak the Word of God. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a prophet. You can share your story to others. You can share how God has changed your life. You don't have to be an eloquent speaker just like Pastor Danny or Pastor Insong or whoever. You can share your story to others. I have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. And this world needs your story. This dying world needs your story. Sometimes people will not read the Bible. Most of the time, they won't. They even hate to see the Holy Bible. But when they see your lives transformed, you are able to bring them to Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, I've introduced you to the Holy Spirit. Do you know now the Holy Spirit? The next question is, how can the Holy Spirit come to me? How can the Holy Spirit, how can I experience the Holy Spirit? You know, I, I remember when I was a student not long ago. Okay. In the school campus, alam nyo, tayo mga noipi, nung araw sa Pilipinas, di ba pag-protestante ka, hindi pakilalo na ng born again eh. Nahihiya ka, you're too, too timid. Right? Because everybody's are, you know, Roman Catholics. They're the majority. Okay? And pag tinanong ka, anong religion? Protestant. Okay? Ganun yan, di ba? Okay? We're so timid. But I have a classmate. 
the born again movement was new at the time. That classmate of mine was bold to say, I'm a born again Christian. Huh? Born again? Ano yun? And this guy, I was about probably 16, 17, 17, 20 years ago. Yun. 17, mga 20 years ago. Okay? At that time, this classmate of mine was full of the Holy Spirit and he stood up and he explained salvation. Front of the class. How many of us can do that? Oh, Brother Reg, my classmate is Buddhist. Eh? I don't care whether they're Buddhist, I don't care whether they're a monk or whatever, they need Jesus. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we cannot contain the good news, but share it to other people. Hello? Amen? So who wants here to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Everybody. Okay. So how can we experience the Holy Spirit? Number one, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says, and let me prove it to you in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. In Him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been sealed, sellado ka, and that seal is the mark of the Holy Spirit. How many have you? How many of you have seen a cow, or a group of cows? Okay, diba when you go to a ranch, there are several cows. For me, those cows look the same. You cannot say that this cow, this cow belongs to DJ, this cow belongs to Pastor Danny, this cow belongs to... No. Even if you ask the cow, sino tatay mo? The cow will not answer you. And the only time you will know that this cow belongs to Lance if you see the seal branding on the skin of the cow. And when we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, the Holy Spirit brands us to prove that we belong to Christ. And the devil has counterfeited that. What? The devil is trying to change your brand. Okay, the devil will give you Prada. The Prada. The devil wears Prada. Okay? In this world, Christians, we have a branding of Christ, but the devil will always attack you and change your brand. Even in the Bible, if you look at the book of Daniel, Daniel was, was in Babylon, and Daniel exhibited the Spirit of God. But with the, what did the Bible says? The king tried to change their diet. The king even tried to change their name. The devil is trying to change your name. Because the devil doesn't like the Holy Spirit's branding in our lives. He doesn't like that. He hates that. The devil is going to erase your branding. That is why 
on a day-to-day. Moment by moment, we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You will skip some of this. And Ephesians 5.18, it says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Without being filled with the Spirit, it is impossible for us to walk in supernatural. Without being filled with the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for us to please God because the devil is going to erase your brand. And we need a daily feeling. George, can you help me? We will do some magic here. Microphone. Hello. Morning, everyone. Ano pangalan mo? George. Uh, saka, saka nakatira? George, what do you see here? A jar full of colorful marbles. Di ko alam, mahilig ka pala sa marbles. Uh, Jolins. Oh, marbles. Yeah. Okay. Colorful. You know, let this jar represent our lives. And our lives are very colorful. Right? We have, you know, so much talents in us. So much abilities in us. A lot of us are really educated. That's why, you know, you have these wonderful marbles. Very nice. Exciting. And now, you have here water. You ask the Holy Spirit to pour or to fill you up. George, what do you see? I see marble. <laughs> and George, water. George. Napupuno. 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 Sees the marble. Ayan. Right? And when you are filled with the Spirit, as I mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit will burn the chaff that you have in your lives. And George desires to be filled or to be full of the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, the abilities of George is occupying his life. The talents of George are occupying his life, right? Magaling. But you know, if we allow the Holy Spirit to remove those marbles, George, tulungan mo ko para mabilis. Alas 12 na. Kinawa kita para hindi ako panuorin, hindi para tulungan ako. Okay? Pagbawas ka naman. Ang dami kasing marble eh. Ba't okay. kung tindang nilagay mo? Alam nyo, mas maraming bagay sa buhay natin. The more baggage we have, the more difficult it is to remove by ourselves. So, George, what do you see? 
marble pero sa labas. Marble nasa labas. Water. Water. Water but what do you see? Half half filled or half full. You know, if the devil sees that the house is clean, the devil will come back with seven more spirits. So because George wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can pour more of him. More. 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 More of George. More of George. And it will start to overflow. And when it starts to overflow, it will touch the lives of other people. Do you want that? Thank you, George. Palakpakan natin si George. Thank you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will not even come to us because He is not welcome in our lives. Sometimes we don't welcome the Holy Spirit because, Brother Reg, pag may Holy Spirit, hindi na ako masyado makakapag, you know, makakapag... Brother Reg, pag may Holy Spirit, hindi na ako makakakopya sa classmate ko. Brother Reg, pag may Holy Spirit, mahirap magdaya sa tax. Brother Reg, pag may Holy Spirit, you know, mahirap yung rights ko, yung karapatan ko sa opisina ko. You know? Brother Reg, pag may Holy Spirit, we don't welcome the Holy Spirit. The first thing you need to do if you want the Holy Spirit in your life is to accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Number two, welcome the Holy Spirit in your life. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wanted to commune with you. The Holy Spirit wanted to have that fellowship with you. The Holy Spirit is hungry for your fellowship. The Holy Spirit wants you. The Holy Spirit is not just our servant. He has to take full control of our lives. And in closing, you know what? Yesterday, I was trying to look for something that, that will close us. Para may iba naman. Okay? May nakita akong it's an old song. Huwag niyong pagtatawanan. Kasi yung iba rito, kamukha natin. Okay? It's an old song. This is uh, an old gospel song, 1980s. But I want that to be the prayer of our lives. Okay? I want us to, you know, welcome the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I'll be asking you to stand in a little while. And let, we can probably join uh, the, and, and sing this song. Make that as a prayer. Make that as a prayer. Okay, let's stand up.
sing that from your heart. Jesus name. Amen. Okay, doon naman sa mga bata para sa atin ito. Just look at the lyrics of the song and it's nice.
Okay, so we will now go to our respective groupings, but we won't have any discussion. We will do this so that we can more or less allocate who else needs to be transferred to what group or to whatever. Okay, I'd like to call Pastor Insong to 